Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. You found Executive Decisions, where we discuss topics that pertain to employers, including human resources and high-level executives, looking to gain an understanding of their roles and strategies. Now, it is the world of human resources we're examining for this show as we figure out what their roles will be and maybe what might be most valuable moving forward in the ever-changing business paradigm. To discuss these ideas, we have an experienced certified HR professional, the principal of Anderson Performance Partners. Her name is Carol Anderson, and she is joining us from Florida today. Carol, thanks for coming on. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on and, and your experience, your knowledge, hoping to pick your brain a little bit. But before we jump into the topic itself, we always like to give our listeners an idea of where our guests are coming from. So if you could just uh, describe your professional experience a little bit and what Anderson Performance Partners does as well. Sure. This is my second town on my own. Um, I've spent most of my career in human resources, probably, uh, I hate to say this, but about 35 years oh. inside corporate America, mostly with large companies. And it was time for me to kind of step out on my own and use what I've learned in some very interesting organizations to help other companies be better. That sort of begets the first question, the idea of, of human resources and, and those professionals the traditional role in a typical business, how would you describe that as far as you know what, what people might think or, or maybe what they perceive it to be? I have to say it is going to vary by organization. Sure, and there sure, are organizations sure. that have done a wonderful job in making HR a very, very strong, trusted business partner. I think there's a lot of organizations that haven't gotten there yet, in spite of the fact that we've, we've kind of been talking about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think right now there's a couple things that are happening within human resources that are making it more challenging than it has been in the past. One is is just the general busyness. Uh, everybody is so overwhelmed today mm-hmm. with work, with information, with data, that it's really hard to sit down and think. And when you think about people, and working on the people processes, the people part of the business, you've got to be able to think because it's a, it's a really complex system. Sure. So I think that the, the general busyness is one issue. The second issue is, is really technology. Hmm. I think we have gone into, and I've, I've watched the evolution of technology in HR since you know we, we were putting personnel files on little 3 by 5 cards to what <laughs> we do now with some pretty very, very uh, sophisticated systems that should be able to give you extremely good business intelligence that supports your business decisions. Mm -hmm. But the data isn't always as credible as it needs to be. So HR finds themselves being a little bit more defensive than on the offensive about talking about what should be happening, trying to defend their data. So those, those are two things, at least, that to me have changed the landscape of, of HR a little bit. So do you see a, a particular reason for either of those or just sort of the, the natural evolution of, of what's happened in, in business and with the HR profession itself? Well, you know, there's been a tremendous amount of attention to the concept of talent management. Sure. Um, McKinsey has started the ball rolling back in, you know, what are we doing about talent management and what are you doing about your ABC players? And organizations jumped on the, perform- on the talent management bandwagon and have done a lot of work. A lot of vendors have jumped on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and pr- are providing solutions for that. But what I see happening with that is they, they tend to be more siloed solutions. 
Uh, you do a little bit of work here on your comp plans. You do a little bit of work here on your learning plans. You do a little bit of work here on your applicants. But it's not as cohesive as it really could be. Right. And I think the talent management piece of it is probably not as well defined as it needs to be and not as well executed as it needs to be. Well, it's interesting you bring that, that side of it up. Uh, I've had a guest on who he's outspoken, but he talks about wondering if HR really is relevant or if it's necessary. Do you see that as being a possible extinction of the HR world? Are there groups of people that say, you know, it's really not needed anymore, maybe because of the technology side? What's sort of the overall perception you get in terms of, is human resources really necessary moving forward? Well, in terms of could HR go extinct, I think HR really runs the the danger of, of becoming extinct or becoming irrelevant, at least, and finding themselves relegated back to the administrative work that they really started with 20 right. years ago. Um, I don't believe that HR should be either disbanded, which I think is something that um, you know, Jack Fitzsens, who is probably the guru of HR statistics, uh, did something in 2012, I think, saying that because HR is so complicated, that what we probably ought to do is divvy it up and give some of the different, you know, give the administrative stuff to people who do that well, do the, give the um, learning stuff to people who do that well. And I, I don't really think that that's the right way to go with this. I think that I think that everything that happens in an organization happens because of its people. Mm-hmm. And there really isn't any, there's no process, there's no work, there's no customer relationship, there's nothing that happens without people. So if you take that kind of holistic look at what's going on with your people, this very complex system of human behavior within the organization, and you take it and you divvy it out, I don't think you have a good look at what to do. I do think what what I see happening a lot these days is that the human resource development side of HR tends to be getting lost Mm -hmm. in the human resource management side. And there are people who are picking that up. You get people who are doing uh, change management from technology perspective, and they are becoming very, very, very good at change management with human behavior. Uh, You get people who are doing process improvement around Lean and Six Sigma, and they are very, very good at managing human behavior. But I really do think that that's an area that HR, that's kind of what's there for HR to really add value. Because when you talk about human performance improvement, you talk about behavior change and, and being able to have an agile workforce, mm-hmm. that's got to be HR. Well, you know, you've mentioned a number of, of items that, you know, sort of looking at a strategy for the future. And you talk about this paradigm shift in HR and, and to help you know, everyone, so to speak, in that profession survive. You mentioned um, in an article of yours the idea of uh, a strategic investor being a, a possible area to uh, to focus on. I guess when when you mention that as a term, what what exactly are you talking about? Uh, is this is this because of the so so-called overwhelming aspect of, of what HR has become? For the listeners, what would you uh, how would you break that down the idea of strategic investor? Yeah, it it really to me it it does have to do with the overwhelming nature of our business today. And I think HR has a tendency to want to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, particularly when you get an organization that has multiple levels of leaders and multiple business units, and they all want something a little bit different, HR finds themselves being very reactive 
in terms of providing what their customers want. I would suggest that we would be better served as a discipline to step back a little bit as if we were trying to sell our services to inside the company right. and say, what, what is it that we are going to add the most value for? And then you talk to your organization and say, and here's what we're going to do. And oh, by the way, here's the cost of what we're going to do. Hmm. And we're going to kind of come back to you and ask you, are we doing the right things for you? And when people start coming in and saying, well, but I need this, but I need this, going back to your strategy. And that's where the investor part comes in. I think that if, if HR doesn't start thinking about it in terms of the biggest bang for the bucks, they can very easily get just mired in all of this administrative detail and and work that needs to be done that nobody really looks at and understands why it's a cost on their overhead line uh, instead of doing the things that they really look at and say, wow, yeah, that's that's helping my business. I know you're talking about um, sort of it's more of a perception or a, a way of thinking of treating, you know, how are we providing services and breaking it down that way? But do you actually see it possibly in the future being something where there isn't an HR team in businesses, but you are actually seeing, uh, you know, human resources businesses themselves and, and catering each service to whatever the company needs? I mean, do you see something like that happening versus having actual human resource employees within an organization? You know, we've been talking about that for years. I think every company I've ever belonged to, we would sit there and go, wow, you know, we ought to go out and try to sell our services here. Right, right. I don't know. I think that, I think that outsourcing is, is kind of here to stay, but I go back to the concept of investor. Right. What are you outsourcing? How much is it costing you? And what would be the difference if you did it inside? And, oh, by the way, do you really need to do it in the first place? I think HR needs to be embedded. Um, I do think that there is a role for them sitting with their team, talking with them, walking down the halls, finding out what's going on in the organization. And I don't think a completely outsourced function can do that. Right. Um, one of the things that I, I find interesting, I guess, is seeing HR people who spend a lot of time in their office. In my mind, an HR person, particularly one who's embedded with, with the people out in the field, that's where they ought to be, is mm-hmm. talking to people and learning about what's going on there so that they can then help and intervene on something on, on the work that's being done. Well, that's a perfect segue into something else we we're going to touch on is that idea of, you know, the human element of human resources and and sort of seeing how the organization really runs and how people work and that cohesiveness and harmony and, and all that, uh, you know, that specific area of the job. I mean, do you see that as being something that has sort of fallen by the wayside and in an area that really, as an HR professional, you can show that value and, and help an organization? I think you can, but I think HR needs to get their own act together before they can show how that's going to work in the, organ- in, in the rest of the organization. Um, I like your word cohesiveness. I'm not as completely crazy about the word harmony. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a buzzword a little bit. No, no, no. But the, <laughs> the reason that I'm not is because one of the things that I think HR has tended to do because, you know, we're the people people. We're, we, we like people, so we're in HR, so we like people. But harmony isn't necessarily the best way to run a business. Hmm. You need innovation. You need creativity. You need uh, dissension. You need diversity. And all of that is something that HR needs to learn how to facilitate because that's where an organization starts to grow. 
So if an HR team isn't kind of working together to look at all of those different things and, ha- and, and doing it through the lens of each of their kind of sub-disciplines, I don't think they're going to be able to catch the opportunity to really help the organization. But that's kind of my other, HR thinks in silos. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, and, and again, this is my experience, sure. but HR tends to think in silos. You've got some big new business proposition come in, so comp is going to go look at this, and ER is going to go look at your, your risk, and learning and development is going to go off and do something else, and, and I, I don't think that's the right way to go. I think that HR has got to, and it, it's back to the investor thing, look at what's important, get all your talent to look at it from a very holistic perspective, and then make some very, very intentional decisions on what it is you're going to be doing. And, and I think that that would serve HR well. But they do have to learn to be facilitators. They've right. got to learn to be okay with ambiguity and be okay with people not agreeing hmm. and facilitate that into something positive rather than something negative. Right. Well, a couple of times now you've brought up the idea of developing the HR team and sort of what happens within those groups before maybe implementing something within an organization or, or you know, sort of finding their footing with these other areas. What would you point to in terms of what HR needs to do to really develop itself? And, and I guess what are the challenges to really having that occur, especially when you're talking about already, you know, the way of thinking and how overwhelming a lot of the work has been or is for the HR team, where do you go? Where do you start with the idea of developing within HR? The first thing I would do is bring the HR leadership team together and have them look very holistically at their work. Have them create a strategy, not not coming to the table. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've been in organizations where all the HR directors come in with their goals and they're all kind of different, but they're not holistic. They're right. not they're not together. I think HR would be well served, although I think this is going to be a very hard thing to do by rotating people through the different parts of the discipline. Hmm. Um, We've gotten so specialized. I mean, I wouldn't touch benefits with a 10-foot pole because (laughs) I don't know it, but shouldn't I? As, As somebody who is aspiring to grow up and be part of the organization, on the same side, the folks in organization development or learning kind of stay off to their own and they don't really, they haven't a clue what's going on in the compensation world. And realizing that what's really interesting about that is compensation bases a lot of their work on competencies, as does the learning and development people. So there's an opportunity, I think, to think very holistically about the team. So that would be one thing, is get the leadership together to develop the team as a whole as opposed to their 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 disciplines. And that's going to be hard because mm-hmm. everybody's so busy. The other thing I would suggest is that anybody who is in the HR field learn about the other side of HR, the HR development side of, of the business. Because, I, you know, it's funny, I've looked at a lot of college programs, degree programs, where they're in, there's a lot of HR master's degrees out there these days, which when I started, there wasn't. But when you look at their curriculum, they have maybe one or two changes or one or two classes on organizational change, organization development, human resource development. And those really are the areas that get into the behavior, 
which gives them the opportunity to add value back into the organization, is really understanding how human behavior works and being able to ask those really, really good questions about what is it you're trying to do, why do you think it's not working, and let's kind of do some data collection on that and, and make sure. And that's the, that's the process of human resource development. Sure. And I think that that's missing in a lot of the curriculum, and I think it's missing in a lot of the HR teams, again, because of that busyness. They get so focused on you know, the, the, the admin side of the house that they, they don't have the time to be out there talking to the people, right. and that's what they need to be doing. Well, it's definitely nice to hear these different perspectives and, and hopefully our listeners are, are sort of taking it to heart and thinking, you know, how can how can we utilize this? How can I implement this in some way? Um, so I, I do think it's it's a great conversation to have. And another area you had you had just briefly touched on um, during the course of our conversation was the idea of, of risk. And obviously, that's always a, a consideration for businesses. What's the best way in your mind that an HR professional, a team can really assert themselves and, and prove their value, so to speak, in this area in terms of assessing risk or, or when it comes to the talent, um, just anywhere you want to go with it. But how, how does that work in terms of being valuable? Well, I think the, the challenge for HR is going to be to stop prescribing what needs to happen hmm. and start developing the skills of leaders to do the right thing. And when I say prescribing, I, I've been in organizations that have so many HR policies that, and, and then they put the managers through a, you know, a data dump of, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, can't do this, this is all going to get you in trouble. Right. Instead of saying, okay, you're a leader, here's your job, Here's what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, by the way, you're going to be held accountable for that, and we're going to teach you how to be the best leader that you can be. And I think if we had better leaders, if we had more dialogue, more conversation, I think the risk would go, well, it probably wouldn't go away, but I think it would be significantly minimalized. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I really think that that would be, you know, HR has to have a balance, developing the skills and the competence and the, the relationships of the people in the organization while still keeping a good eye on what's actually going on in terms of risk. Now, you've mentioned, again, a, a number of times the idea of interacting with individuals and, and whether it's within the organization or possibly even before they were to enter that, that place of business. Technology clearly plays a larger and larger role. You touched on that in the very beginning, uh, talking about sort of the analytical side, I suppose. What does that mean in terms of the future for HR professionals? Is this something that you need to become a complete expert in? Is it going to take away some of the um, some of the roles or key aspects of of the HR position? Uh, what's sort of your take on technology and, and where we're headed? Well, it won't take away the HR development because HR has got to have that personal interaction right. with leaders, with employees, with executive leadership teams. Technology, in my mind, is is simply business intelligence. Hmm. It's giving them, giving HR professionals the information that they need to be able to make a good business case. And I do think HR needs to become more schooled and more proficient, not necessarily in overall technology, but if, a, if an HR professional can't be technologically curious when they get a spreadsheet from their central HR place and play around with that spreadsheet and sort it and try to figure out what it's telling you, mm -hmm. 
I think they're losing an opportunity. I, I, I just, I've been places where an HR person will come back and say, hey, can you sort this for me? No. <laughs> um, you know, that, that, that is, that's analysis, and that's business yeah. intelligence. And when you go with your when you go with your gut, you go with your intuition, you're not going to get nearly as far as when you go with really good data. So would you have concern at all over losing that that interaction, that gut feeling? I mean, is that important? Is it, I guess, just what's your overall thought on on the technology side versus the human interaction and analysis? Well, that's, a, I mean, that's a good question. And, and I'm kind of glad you asked it because I, I don't want to go too far down the, the sure. technology and the business, uh, the miss the intuition. HR people, the more they talk to people, the more they interact with people, that's all still data that's coming in. It's giving them, may not be technology-based intelligence, but it's giving them more and more information through which they can then base their intuitive sense. Right. But I think if they're, if they're I, I would suggest to HR people to look closely at any assumptions that they might be making that's not based on some sort of good data. Um, but man, HR is always going to have to be able to talk to people, to interact with people, to persuade, to influence, and to negotiate. So I don't, I don't see technology as being anything other than an enabler of that element. Now we are getting a little low on time, but we always like to give our guests the opportunity to sort of give our listeners a takeaway from the conversation. And I was going to ask about maybe your concerns for the future of HR, as well as what you're confident or excited about. And you can definitely talk about those things here as we look to wrap up. Um, just what's your general perception and, and thoughts regarding the HR world, uh, the profession itself? And, and again, if you have any concerns or, or confident areas that you'd want to share with the listeners. Well, I think we, have an, we do have an opportunity because business people are looking to HR for talent management. It's, it's not new news that the boomers are, grow, are, are aging. They're going to be out of the workforce, maybe a little later than they were originally going to. Uh, you've got four generations in the workforce today, uh, which is creating all kinds of different things. So business people are really hungry, I think, and that's a really, really good thing for HR. I think if HR can step up and, and take a very business-focused, very holistic look at how they add value to the organization and step back and ask some hard questions. I would even advocate HR going out and asking their, their customers. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the customers for customer list for HR, there's, there's a whole bunch of different customers with different needs. And, and come back and then together talk about what that really means. Um, and don't be afraid to give up some of the stuff that isn't adding value because you can't do it all. Well, that will unfortunately bring this episode of Executive Decisions to a close and our conversation on the future role of human resources professionals and maybe where the industry itself is going. Carol, thanks again for giving us these uh, definitely interesting angles and maybe a fresh perspective for our listeners today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. And that is our expert guest, Carol Anderson, the principal over at Anderson Performance Partners down in Florida. And as always, we would like to hear from you listening as well. Just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments or suggestions for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. 